listening to Gospel Garage, sharing the good news of the gospel through the teachings of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Hi guys, welcome to Saturday, Gospel Garage. Saturday night, if you're here with us live, or whatever day of the week you're joining us, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Thank you for bringing us together, God. God, thank you for a week of snow and sunshine. Thank you for blessing the past laid out for our loved ones. We rely on you, Lord. Teach us to be part of your community, our communities where you've placed us, Lord. To be like you, King Jesus, to lay aside our ambitions and the to-do list, Lord, to serve without the need for accolades and attention, Lord. Thank you for reminding us that it is all about you and your kingdom. Yes, Lord, thank you for bringing us together here in this place and in this time to hear your word. We're grateful for times this week when we felt your comfort, Lord, and grateful for the moments that we don't even know, all the moments that we don't even know that you're right there guiding us, protecting us, correcting us. Oh God, thank you. So, so many are struggling in these crazy days, but you are steadfast and true. Help us lean on you. Yes, Jesus, we ask for your truth, Holy Spirit, to be a guide, your truth, to help us live lives of joy with you at the center, no matter the situation that we're standing in. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you. We love you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. 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 John 18, verse 37. Therefore, Pilate said to him, So you are King Jesus? So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Wow, powerful, isn't it? John 18, verse 37. Of all the voices, of all the voices that we hear in a day, none is more critical to how we live our lives than the voice of Jesus. Throughout history, there have been many, many great teachers and countless inspiring speeches and articles, you name it, but none, no one, none, nothing can compare to the words of Jesus. No one ever spoke as he did. His words are perfect. They are infallible. They're unfailing and always, always truthful and trustworthy. He never spoke a false syllable for he is God. The wisdom of God is concentrated in every sentence that Jesus spoke and taught. His words are powerful and his voice, his voice causes the demons to flee and the storms to evaporate. That is the might and power and magnificence of Jesus Christ, the holiest of holies. Wow. And at the same time, Jesus' words are practical. Like he spoke the language of everyday people and he teaches God's truths. And by seeking Jesus and listening to him, we will learn how to live life full and blessed. His words are peaceful. Jesus spoke the words, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. 
Like that is more than just a saying, you guys. That is a spiritual truth, a promise from our King. Wow. It's humbling to know that you can have that and carry that around with you. And it's also humbling to know that that same King, King Jesus, is right there amongst the person's life down the street who you've never met because God is all that is, all that was, and all that will be. And we're not living through a time when we should be depending on our own strength, our own intelligence, our own knowledge, which is often way sorely lacking, our natural abilities. The only way to be prepared for what is happening and for what will come is to invite Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Right here, right now, invite him into your heart and into your life. Ephesians 4, verse 1 through 6. Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope, one Lord, one faith one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Wow. Thank you, Lord, for your word. When we have moments of confusion, Lord, we pray for the clarity and understanding of the teachings that you're pouring over us. Yes, Lord, God gives us wisdom and discernment. And teaches us to live out a lifestyle, a lifestyle that he is directing. A lifestyle where Jesus is asking us to, guiding us to, where Holy Spirit is teaching us to live a lifestyle really completely through the week. Not just a Sunday lifestyle, but a lifestyle that follows Jesus that glorifies God, that prays with Holy Spirit, that praises the Lord and studies the Bible. Only in these ways will our spiritual eyes be able to see what is coming and our hearts be ready to receive Holy Spirit's wisdom to guide us through the storms that do come. My friends, honestly, this is so powerful a word and I'm so grateful for it, being able to write it down so that I can look back and refer to it. We cannot make a move without Jesus Christ, God, Holy Spirit. His judgment on mankind's rebellion, sin, and wickedness is coming to the earth. The revelations that Jesus Christ shared teaches us of his appearing and his coming. Like read your Bible. If you haven't bought a Bible yet, go buy one, pick one up, order one online. If you have access to a computer or even your cell phone, Download a Bible. There are a number of prophetic signs described in the book of Daniel, the book of Matthew, Luke, 1 Timothy. And also those are not necessarily the only indicators of the last days, but they are significant and have been shared by Holy Spirit. Read your Bible, Genesis to Revelation and back again. Luke 21, verse 25 through 28. There will be signs in sun and moon and stars and on the earth dismay among nations, in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting from fear and the expectation of the things which are coming upon the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these things begin to take place, straighten up 
and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Amen. From the moment we are created and all the while since, Holy Spirit teaches us that God has placed eternity in our hearts and we won't be satisfied with anything less. That's important to remember all of that as we're really diving into these times. So take time to read Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11. This world is not our forever home. We hear that phrase so often. And as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, as a believer in Jesus, this world is not our forever home. This world is not our home. That is why it doesn't fit. It's too small. That displaced feeling that we have as we feel like we're floundering around here, it's not remedied by conforming to fit in with the world's culture that's around us. Not when the kingdom of God is the domain for which we were created and the kingdom of God is among us. Amen. Amen. And the kingdom of God is even within us. Hallelujah. Jesus teaches in John 17, verse 20 through 21. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, God the Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. Fantastic. And in Romans 8, verse 18 through 19, it's accurately setting out our expectations in this. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us, for creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. What a reminder that we are to love God. John 14, uh, from verse 15, I think, seeking his kingdom first because everything else will be added. Matthew 6, verse 33, those ones we'll make a note of. of. Don't have them written down to remember the whole verse correctly and, and do it the justice so deserved for such a holy word of God. It takes us right to that moment too where Jesus' disciples asked him about the sign of his coming and the end of the age because they understood that all seasons are identified by signs. And then further, keep in mind that a biblical sign represents a, a higher spiritual reality. We absolutely need God's help to understand the scope of his divine warnings. Pray with Holy Spirit for understanding, for understanding the warnings of deception, false prophets, wars and rumors of wars nation rising against nation, famine and pestilence and earthquakes, persecution of the church, offenses, lawlessness, lawlessness, Lord, love growing cold, the preaching of the gospel in all the world, fear, an increase in knowledge, the shortening of time, the rebirth of the nation of Israel. In all of that uncertainty and in all of that perplexity and shaking, Jesus Christ is Lord of Lord and King of Kings. God knows every single detail of every single moment that is going to happen, that has happened. 
He knows the moments that should never have happened, but by the choice of mankind and the failure and the sin of mankind, those choices were made. Matthew 24, verse 9 through 14. Then they will deliver to you tribulation and will kill you and you will be hated by all nations because of my name, the name of Jesus. At that time, many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, which Jesus is king. God is speaking to us through the Bible. He really is. And we must respond to his word. Like in Matthew 24, Jesus is warning all of us against being deceived. And that is throughout the Bible. The teachings are there if we prayerfully seek the wisdom to understand it. There's a lot of chatter and whisper and even yelling, really, about the end of the world, right? Whether it's coffee shop talk or the theme of a newly released, like, super movie that's all drama and war and all the things, you sort of hear it. Whether you're Christian and you are reading the Bible and you sense the signs of the end times, remembering that the end times is God's timing. It might be five hours, it might be 500 years. We don't know that. We do not know that. We can't guess it. But Holy Spirit is warning that the end time sign of deception, it's really apparent these days. There's teachings that seem so biblical, and yet they're not. They're just off by a little bit. They're much more about maybe self-help. Not getting right with God as they should be. There's teaching that our Paul is just enough to feed us what we want to hear instead of what we need and what God knows we need to hear. And we are to go straight to the Word of God for truth, for discernment over the Word that we're hearing, that we're reading. Respond to Holy Spirit's check in the Spirit. When he says, whoa, that's not quite right. You need to research that. Take it right to the Bible. Pray for clarity. In our culture of today, many people are being deceived by those lies and empty promises and then end up with hurt and turning away from Jesus Christ. And that is not his way. It's easy to become swept up in these ideologies that are so contrary to Scripture, really. Therefore, prayerfully again, I'm probably reiterating that too much, but prayerfully, with Holy Spirit, weigh anything you hear and read, ideas, thoughts, songs, movies, anything you allow into your daily life. Weigh them against sound biblical doctrine, the Bible. Deception occurs when we are ignorant of or in fact reject God's truth. Acts 10 verse 35, it makes no difference what race of people one belongs to. If they show deep reverence for God and are committed to doing what's right, they are acceptable before him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for reminding us that on Christ, the solid rock, I stand. Thank you for those moments where we feel like we're drowning in chaos or decay and confusion and that you reach down for each and every one of us right where we are. Clean us up. Correct us. 
because I know it's so easy to look around today and feel like even our position as a nation, depending on wherever you're living, feels like it's slipping away our praying to God as a nation. And the power of the world, it's looking like cruelty and violence and the threat of pain and death. And the world's rulers are, are abusing power as has always been the case historically for thousands of years, relying on malice and manipulation when there should be and must be gentleness, kindness, wisdom. Jesus Christ's power is a totally different authority that centers on truth, which really he justly judges. He is the king. He has a grace that so powerfully loves, it corrects us. We're just naturally corrected in our way of thinking, in our treatment of others, in our treatment of ourselves. We really only know who God is when we really take a risk at looking full on at Jesus Christ and what he asks of us. And that does feel like a risk. We don't always want to change who we are. Maybe we're quite comfortable and apathetic in who we are. But take that chance, that life-altering chance, and open the door to Jesus Christ. Receive his rebuking. Receive it. But it's not condemnation. Receive his correction. It expands everything within you that beyond what you could ever hope or imagine. We will thereby see ourselves really as agents in his world. Instead of feeling like the world is attacking us and we're out there mad at the world, we will be Jesus Christ's agents. Wow. Infused with his spirit. Holy Spirit will be right there, reminding us of self-giving and other-focused love. Hallelujah. We, the squarely under God church, the body of Christ, don't ever need to respond to these changing times with fear, with anger. We don't have to respond to the changing times as becoming one of the crowd either, just for the comfort of others. We must stand truthfully on God's written word as he teaches you. And we each know when he is speaking directly to us because maybe we've kind of gotten wishy-washy in our um, daily walk in leniency towards things that Grieve God, grieve Holy Spirit. So we don't ever need to respond to those changing times with compromising his word, you guys. We don't have to accept fear. We don't have to release anger and act out in vengeance. We get the choice of turning to Jesus and asking him, Lord, walk with me. Lord, teach me. Lord, forgive me when I do act out in anger or vengeance. Remind me, Lord, that I'm forgiven and that I can start anew as mercy teaches me and be merciful upon others. And why? Because Jesus Christ, our King, he lives in us. His church, we are all his church. Whether we're gathered here at Gospel Garage tonight, whether we're attending a church service on Sunday, or we watch church online throughout the week, or we're reading a Bible in the kitchen by ourselves, we, the people of God, are his church. And Holy Spirit has made it clear that when we become citizens of the kingdom of God by putting our faith in Jesus Christ and giving our lives to be his voice, his voice among the nations, the communities, the workplace, the sports field. By his mercy, Lord, thank you. By his mercy, we are welcomed, we are protected, we are saved. Hallelujah. I could not take a step without God. I could not get out of bed in the morning 
if I didn't know in my heart that Jesus is waiting for me to walk with him. Lamentations 3, verse 22 through 23. Because of the Lord's faithful love, we do not perish, for his mercies never end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. As Christ's, as Christ's beloved people, we carry his name and his message. And when Jesus was on earth, he was the light of the world. And now he calls us that. And like, can you imagine? He calls you that. He calls me that. You can feel as dark as you are, and you can have done some really dark things. But when you have repented and you have turned to Jesus and received him, you're washed clean and you are filled with his light. You're a light carrier. Therefore, while the world is really getting darker and darker, God's light is shining brighter and brighter. And that's part of you carrying it and part of us carrying it and part of us all carrying it together. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you for bringing us together into this family. Some family we've not even met, but yet we know we are yours and they are yours. Thank you for giving us a home in your kingdom. All our brothers and sisters in Christ throughout the world make up the church. It's not just the four walls or the eight walls, depending on the size of your building, but it is not just the local dwelling of a church that has a Sunday service all the brothers and sisters throughout this created world make up his church, his one nation under God. We, the people of God, are the church, my friends. Really, we are just passing through this earth like the thousands of years before us and whatever time God's allowing to come after us. Our citizenship to the nation that we all live in is temporary. Our permanent citizenship is with his kingdom where Jesus Christ, yes, is king. Christ is King. Hallelujah. That is celebration. That is powerful, awe-inspiring. The weight of that majesty and power can bring you to your knees as it should at the foot of the cross with a heart of gratitude exploding for the love of God who so loves mankind. He gives us each chances and chances. And the time is drawing near and there will be judgment at the hand of Jesus. And we have to know whose we are, that we are his and we are called. That is amazing grace. Take this seriously. And at the same time, Holy Spirit reminds me, don't be preoccupied because we do not know the coming time. Do not be preoccupied with worry. God has given us everything we need to follow his direction. And Christ is with us. While he is King and Lord, he is with us. While he is Savior, he is friend. He has called us to be kingdom people. And as we get to take forward the gospel message into such a spiraling world where there will be resistance, we can still stand strong, united. We must not retreat into gloom and hopelessness. I'm not saying that's easy. The gloom if you're watching the news, the hopelessness as you're looking at your bank account. But that is not what we are to retreat into. Those things might be happening in our life or in the lives of people we know and love. But that's not where we dwell. We dwell in the kingdom with Jesus Christ, our King, our Lord Most High. We have Holy Spirit dwelling within us, the kingdom of God in our hearts. Remember, the gospel is such a beautiful welcome announcement of the possibility of real and lasting transformation of people's lives. 
not necessarily an easy transformation, but with salvation so freely given when we put our faith in Jesus. Our lives will be so, so changed, magnificently changed. May we continue to seek Holy Spirit prayerfully. May we continue to acknowledge our very real struggles and hardships in anticipation of the fullness of God's kingdom here on earth. Thank you, God. It's probably a really good time to make a note to yourself and let's do this throughout the week. Make a note and be reminded that the goodness of God, the mercy of God, pulls us through the steady flow of challenges that we meet. And we do meet challenges. And if we're not in a challenge right now, we have been. And if we're not in a challenge right now, one's coming. That is the nature of kingdom living. And this reminded me, and it continuously teaches me, that giving your life, giving my life to Jesus Christ's commission, that might not be an easy task, the doing part of it. Because not everything will be rosy, will it? but it will be experienced in ways that are so completely unexpected. The beauty and the grace and the miracles that we see when Jesus, his hand is on us are powerful. And at the same time, following Jesus and walking with God, giving our hearts to them, it doesn't necessarily fit our idea of what we think should happen when God rescues his people. Again, it's not all fantastic. It's not easy. It shouldn't be easy. You don't want it to be that easy. You want to not struggle with strife and watch your loved ones hurt and damaged. But the walk of Jesus is powerful and life-altering. And if it's easy, we're probably not being cracked and broken and remade in Jesus' image. It's not easy because there will be grief and there will be loss and there will be trauma and any amount of challenges. And Jesus emphasized that these are the true signs of the way that God's kingdom comes to birth. May we each, may we be steadfast, you guys, may we be steadfast to understand by Holy Spirit's knowledge within us, where Jesus is already at work within us, making his presence a known reality. We must continue to be people who pray for God's creation, for all of creation. We must continue trusting that God will bring his kingdom to completion in his own time and in his own way. God isn't controlling, but God is in command. And the Bible teaches us, and I think Apostle Paul shares that, the crucified Messiah was raised from the dead and now reigns from the place where God dwells. And Jesus, the one true king, is above all rule, above all power, above all authority and dominion, both now and forevermore. Receive that word. This is good news for today. Because by the power of Holy Spirit, Jesus continues to renew his world, making it part of his gentle and just saving making it part of his gentle and just rules. We are continually renewed time after time, failure after failure, sin after sin. That is the mercy of God. Ephesians 1, verse 15 through 19. For this reason I too have heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you, and your love for all the saints. 
Do not cease giving thanks while making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of God's inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might. And then further Ephesians 1, verse 20 through 23, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and all authority and all power and all dominion and every name that is named not only in this age, but in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him, Jesus, as head over all the things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, Jesus, who fills all in all. Wow, beautiful. Amen. 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 My friends, relinquish your hurts, relinquish your shame, your anger. Leave it at the foot of the cross. The Christian message is about God coming to take charge as he calls and equips his children to participate in the work of the new creation. The Lordship, the Lordship of the risen King Jesus and his very presence in the world by the presence of Holy Spirit in the world means that real and lasting change is possible and real as renewed people become followers and carriers of the good news, the good news of the gospel, the gospel that creates possibilities for each of us to be agents, to be couriers, to be signposts in God's created world. We get to proclaim the welcome announcement of the kingdom of God on earth as in heaven. And don't we need that now more than ever as people are broken and hurting, as immorality is just bursting through, as our children are at schools learning things that no child should be burdened to learn. Lord, we pray, we pray for the wisdom and understanding to proclaim, to proclaim the kingdom of God here on earth. Wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this word. Thank you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. This is your kingdom. This is your call to the church, your people. May we never again say that we do not know what you want from us, for here it is, Lord. Reveal the step you have for us today, right here, right where we are, tomorrow, right where you place us, Lord. Thank you. Reveal, reveal your kingdom. Your will be done, Lord. We choose to follow you, to believe you, Lord. We receive you. We put tomorrow in your hands, for only you know the outcome. Oh God, thank you. Thank you for helping us see that when we cry out to you, you've set us on solid ground. And that straight path you put us on, it's not just for our benefit, Lord. We pray for the understanding and patience to take hand after hand of the people behind us and lead them forward to you, Lord. 
May others see you and be amazed by your grace. May we all place our trust in you. Yes, Jesus, help us to see areas in our own lives where we behave, where others may not see clearly that your presence dwells within us. Lord, forgive us for those moments of short temper. Forgive us for those moments of doubting you. Lord, thank you. We come before you asking you for help, relying on your help. We long to see you, but we want to be corrected. We are willing to be pruned. Please repair our blind spots that we may see your truth above all things. Thank you, Lord, for asking us to be part of another person's story of salvation. May each and every one of us and those who cross our paths in the days to come, may they know you and place their trust in you, Lord. We pray for the courage to follow after you in the midst of the fire. Holy Spirit, we pray for the courage to repeatedly seek you in prayer and trust that you are leading us where we need to go. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you for this word. Thank you for joining us here today and letting us read your beautiful, magnificent word. Thank you for correcting us with a love that is so thorough yet so, so gentle. We pray hope. We pray healing. We pray revival. We pray rejoicing. We pray for the peace that comes from you, the joy of the Lord that comes from you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, thank you for the song in our hearts. Thank you, God. We pray all things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You've been listening to Gospel Garage. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player or visit us at gospelgarage.ca forward slash podcast.